2: Don't go for second best, everybody. Welcome to the football ramble. Arsenal left it late, but Spurs didn't mess around. It's Monday, 4th of September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm
3: Vinicius Hunter Raja. And I'm Luke Moore. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, everybody. It's Monday, and what a marvellous Monday it is in the United Kingdom, Jim. You saw that sunshine <laughs> outside, didn't you? Yeah, I yeah. did, yeah. Summer's back. Believe it
4: It's back, baby. Yes. What we, did, what we really need is a 30-degree week in September when we're all mentally past summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just comes and says, nah, you're not fucking having autumn, actually. Yeah, exactly. You can have this again.
2: Well, I know. what it says is that all those foolish tourists that turned up in the summer, huh, yeah. huh, this one's for you, September people. Yeah, And
4: we don't want foreigners here. <laughs> uh, it's not quite
2: what I was going for
4: Why'd well, you vote for Brexit then?
2: You were the one that voted for Brexit <laughs> Fuck off
4: <laughs> Why would you keep projecting on everybody funny. else? Because it's funny Really? Yeah, it's my yeah. highlight of the weekend Okay <laughs> Way to deal with it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
3: All the kids are back at school as well, isn't it? That's so right By- By- They're back, aren't
4: they? They're back today Free slides, How finally about that?
3: Well they 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 are back now
2: because I've just closed the weekend. So <laughs> if you if you had kids in schools before there's a You work for
4: Ofsted. I work yeah. for them all. Yeah. <laughs> for Did everybody. you do the concrete?
2: The, the whole lot. <laughs> the concrete. Oh, oh, I see what yeah, you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't. Um, and that's a disgrace.
4: <laughs> the play- the kids who go back to school today mm. will be safe in the knowledge mm. that if they fall over in the playground at break, yeah. um they will have 350 million pounds extra for the NHS. To look after. Oh, come on. Yeah. All right, well,
2: hurry up. Highlight of the weekend. Get on with it. Oh, please.
4: I'm going first, am I? Yes. All right. My highlight of the weekend is Brexit.
2: Right. <laughs> Still. Stop getting tricked by buses. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Sorry. No, my highlight of the weekend is um, have you being noticed... stuck
2: on the Euro tunnel. Couldn't get across. <laughs>
4: come on. What's your highlight? It's,
5: it's the Cues passport control. <laughs> yeah, having to pay I extra. had a lovely bendy banana and nothing
4: <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, my heart of the weekend is, have you seen what Erling Haaland said after the Man City-Fulham game? He yeah. said Fulham were hard done by. He's basically... Not sure about that. He's basically with regards to that decision, he did. Is, whose heart of the weekend is it? I, I was just guessing what he said. Do you hear what he said? He basically said, yeah, that goal was offside. Yeah. Um. I feel bad for them. I'd probably be fuming as well. It must be a horrible feeling. And it's yeah. like... I know everyone talks about how what an amazing player he is, mm. but he's kind of a pretty interesting character as well to good come lad, out with that stuff. Good, well, he calls out injustice. Yeah. yeah, And that is, if you read the whole quote, why um, he said, also goes on to say, I'm now going to start a uh, vigilante justice group with Marcus Speller. <laughs> yeah. um, big man, little man. Great combination. <laughs> great combination.
2: <laughs> <laughs> young young man, old man.
4: I just thought it was quite interesting that he admitted that and he was like, yeah, well, I, I yeah. score so many goals now. Yeah. You know, I feel bad if I get one that's not really fully fair. Mm. Um, so good on him. Good on him. Mm.
5: Jim? Yeah. Um, my highlight of the week was just Jordan Pickford's afternoon. Oh, my God. Mm. Just what a, what like I, like yeah. you know, we, we've long been fans, you know, well outside the walls of this podcast, really just in this country of how angry Jordan Pickford gets when he has to, like, do stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really, really enjoyable. But him having a little chuckle to himself as the ball cannoned in off the back of his head, um, as if to say, "What can what can I do about that? Yeah. Like, how... Like how much more Everton can things possibly get? <laughs> and To then pull out what was like incredible save in about five parts yes. at the end of that game to yeah. to like secure that point for Everton. Just thought that was that was great. And no one's dislodging him from that England shirt, are they? It's not no. happening. No. It doesn't like, matter how well they play. He will step up to it.
4: Those those saves at the end of the game, um, being at the time it was and how he did it, it was like it was like one of those bonus scenes after the credits of a Marvel movie. Mm. One there, I was like, "Oh fucking hell, that's cool." Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, wow, nice one. Please, I stuck around for that. Yeah,
3: <laughs> there's the 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 touch with his foot after he makes the first two saves to take it away from whoever the player is coming in. It was genius, really. Like he obviously just does it to get the ball, all, you know, just because he sees the ball there. But yeah, that was huge. Good instincts. Yeah, just think he's
5: a he's a. Brilliant, brilliant character. It's just chaos and always. I just enjoy him being involved.
3: Nothing's ever calm. No. Yeah. no.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vish, your highlight of the weekend.
3: Uh, my highlight of the weekend is very football-y. It was uh, too classy to be a, thir- a 93rd minute equaliser. It came in the Brentford game. Um, it was Brian and Buemo's touch Beautiful. to set himself up. And Beautiful. also the bit before it where Nathan Collins does the you know, the most un-centre-back thing to do in 93 minutes, takes the ball down one touch and then curls it into Mbwemo, who then basically has a back-heel touch all at the same time while oh, rolling his defender. zidane It was, you it know, absolutely spot on. It, it, it was very zidane It was just, yeah, a gorgeous, gorgeous goal. I think it was the best bit of football of the weekend. Yeah, I wow. think, I, I, think so. I say that for a good reason. Yeah, norm- a, a, <laughs> a,
2: normally and normally we would have different highlights of the weekend, but, but that was mine as well. That's yeah, how good it go. was, I think. Mm. You know, just to prove it, we've... We've, uh, we've rubber-stamped that into the... Uh, into the men of the ball, aren't we? men of the ball. ball. In that game as well, Neil Mopay <laughs> was spotted
5: in the stands talking to none other than Nathan <laughs> Jones. I saw, so I saw that too. He's plotting a comeback yeah. or something.
2: That's Revenge, strange, possibly. It? Who knows? I mean, we know Mopay likes to be a bit of a sales. Yeah. Well, maybe he's getting tips. I don't know, Jim, but it was lovely to see old Jonesy, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe
5: he's like a personal mentor to people now. Like well, one of those weird gurus that um, players sometimes have.
4: More on uh, Brentford Bournemouth later for... Many listeners will know why. Well, indeed. Before, Luke we, Moore. before we do that, um, this is how bad I'm in in terms of a run of form of like predicting things at the moment. Mm. On Friday, I almost just for a little bit of conversation, just yeah, to see how you'd react. I almost called um, Rico Henry hard done by in terms of the England squad because he's been so good. And then, <laughs> look what he did. Yeah. Yeah. M- merely me thinking about that yeah. has fucked him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. how bad it's getting.
2: But you, yeah, but you're one of these people who think the England squad is like 35 men deeper aren't you
4: and it should be for everyone should everyone be. should get a go
2: yeah 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 like that Boliv- do you remember years ago was it the manager of Bolivia who picked like 98 <laughs> yeah, players yeah. in a squad and it's like just a couple more <laughs> mates. you've got
4: that we, far we could all do this job <laughs> <laughs> who have you picked you're under the press release it's every Bolivian man actually yeah. This is just your friends list on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've been a bit busy this week.
2: <laughs> Superb. Anyway.
4: All the people who've poked me on Facebook this week. <laughs> there we are. Poke. Yeah.
2: Remember that? I do. You remember that? I love You're good, still poking all the time. I loved good poking. Um, but let us move on to surely what is really Jim Campbell's highlight of the weekend and not vicious. Uh, Arsenal 3, Manchester United 1, late drama. Very late. At the Emirates. They, Very course, drama. They, they scored in the 96th. Such drama. And the 101st minute. Yeah. which is something we're just going to have to get used to. It's yeah, not the yeah, event it, it used to be, but still there's something in it, Jim. But what a win for those gunners. Yeah, it was
5: great. It was one of those weird afternoons where when you get a late win, you've got all the sort of stress and anxiety of thinking that you've you've it's gone, especially after that goal was disallowed because I, I had no expectation of, mm. of that being overturned. So you've started making peace with a win and you're annoyed about it, or with a defeat rather, and then it becomes a win and you've got all the... All those conflicting like emotions and energies within your body and you feel like an absolute maniac. It was brilliant. Mm. Yeah. But
2: like Luke felt when he voted for Brexit and it came in.
4: There we go.
2: Um but yeah, there it was but it was an incredible game, Vish. And uh you know, Manchester United they thought they'd got a, a late winner themselves, but it was ruled out for offside and Eric Ten Hag disagreed with that he said it wasn't offside
4: it was the wrong angle VAR will sort all this out (laughs) that's the good thing about it
2: but but, but did you feel it was
5: the wrong angle? no let me
4: draw
2: the
5: line yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the angle I've seen is different. The, the angle I'm a coming dumps, from, didn't they? The
4: angle I'm coming from is that I really want a main night well, win. Yeah, so for yeah. me, it's the wrong angle. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Have you tried looking at it through these red specs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean it's just offside, isn't it? It's it's abs- offside, isn't it, it, it is an absolute sickner yeah. when it's that
4: close. But I thought it was, I genuinely thought it was how a brilliant. How sick did you feel, Vish? Exactly. How, um, sick, how sick did you feel?
3: Well, weirdly, because of what we knew at the time was going to be, not that sick. And I, th- mm. I was a bit surprised that. Um, you know they were they were calling it on air as a potential winner because I was like we've probably got like fifteen minutes left I yeah think. right yeah, yeah. and yeah. that proved to be the case not least because of that var break to be fair Um but you know I thought it was I actually thought it was a bit of genius from Gabrielle it is a risk but I think it's quite funny that because of the offside laws as they are now you're getting a bit of a throwback where it's probably high value to stop and put your hand in the air mm, or yeah. just stop altogether because yeah. he was. I mean that was perfect. If he goes, even just a, a single step yeah, to go yeah, and chase yeah, Gennaro, yeah, yeah. and he's not catching him either. No, he's no not catching way. him. Yeah. That's probably
2: why he said it. He, why he did it. Yeah. Do you, what, End of the game, I'm him, not. Yeah. I can't be yeah. 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 In fact, I'm yeah. running away from him. Yeah. Thought, <laughs> and it worked considering yeah. out. Considering yeah. he, I don't you know, want
4: to be in the camera shot when he scores. <laughs> I can't be blamed.
3: Can't be my fault. Yeah. Um, considering you know all the noise around Gabriel, I thought he had a he had a very good game actually. And like annoyingly, probably United's best performance out of the four they've put in at the start of the season, which is slightly annoying um you know there there are, from a from a manchester united perspective there were good parts although they kind of there is a bit of um a contradiction in terms of like how united approached the game and then how they conceded that equalizer because if you rock up and you you're trying to be stoic and you're trying to be defensively sound mm-hmm. maybe don't concede that early after you've scored yeah because that kind of flies in the face of everything that you're supposed to be doing in the game throughout and mm-hmm. just yeah. to lose concentration at that moment was was stupid i don't think arsenal were that good but they just quite slick now there's an ingrained slickness to them and I thought actually and I know a lot of people talk about Gabriel Jesus' goal scoring but when he came on Mm -hmm. and the way he was like totally attuned to the game I was looking at that thinking God, We've not had that in a while. So, well, someone who's yeah. like, he's just that extra bit of yeah. quality. Above well, else. would, would,
4: yeah, been sure. that for a but, but like, things. that's a lot to be to put on a young kid's shoulders. Canacho's got a great, um, he's got great, um, composure. He I mean, that yeah. he, he took it brilliantly. That was yeah. a brilliant yeah. piece of play, and he's very unlucky. A mm. marginal decision that he had no idea. And about.
3: Hoyland's part in that as well, with that little yeah. touch, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's cool. really he, interesting.
4: He, t- he took it well. He did the same at Fulham when we saw him, last kick of the game, quite a difficult chance, actually. Came at him really quick, just. No, no mucking about. Just put it away. He wants
3: it, doesn't he? Like oh, that's an yeah. so
4: attitude yeah. that not many United players have had
3: over the years. Yeah, but you know, he's tenacious. There's no two about
5: it. Really, really interesting um, glimpse of what Hoyland has to offer as well. The physicality of him, it, yeah. like it caused Gabriel a little bit of trouble. It was obviously ultimately fine, <laughs> but I think against uh, against you know um, less physical defenders, he's going to absolutely clean up. I
2: thought, I thought it was a penalty. I
5: th- I would not probably wanted yeah. it the other end, but I think they're in a bit of a tussle and I think what's probably going against Hoyland is that he's he's as involved in that tussle as yeah. Gabriel is. So I think that's probably well, it, what
2: the thinking was. It's one of those ones, isn't it? That if it's given, it's not going to be overturned. Yeah. Because there's no...
4: Well, like, what about the Havertz one, though?
2: Well, there, there the, was that one. Yeah. I mean,
4: uh, can I can I come on? Please, can, can I come in on that because I don't know what Mike Dean brings <laughs> to this broadcast,
2: and I, I didn't
5: think we would ever say that, no. or ever think. And so. that. And
4: that's what annoys me, yeah. <laughs> right? You know, who's the who Used to do BT Sport, Peter, Peter Walton, Peter Walton. Not expecting anything there. No, seems like quite a boring bloke. They delivers every week. Cupboard. Nice right. chat by all accounts. Very, I'm sure he's a lovely fella. They wouldn't yeah. even yeah. let lovely him. Lovely fella, but the exactly, room. you can't yeah. sit with us. Yeah, exactly. But Jules isn't here anymore, so mm. she, they don't get any protection now. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but the point is, Peter Walton is delivering exactly what I expect. Mm. Right. I didn't really know anything about him before he got on the telly. I didn't really know what type of ref he was, mm. and he's in there just to do that boring kind of. Here's the rule book. Guilty, get yeah. a new rule book. Right. Mike Dean is supposed to be box office, right? The way that Sky yeah, yeah, Sports right. introduced him, on the banner at the bottom of the screen, yeah. was literally like he was making this debut in some kind of Hollywood feature film, because yeah. it said Peter Drury and Gary Neville with Mike Dean featuring. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It was literally like that. Um, and then, and that Havertz penalty decision specifically, mm-hmm. he goes, "Yeah, I would have given that. If, 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 I, if I was a referee on the field, I'm giving that as a penalty all day long or whatever." Well, you know why. Fifteen he said seconds that. later, yeah, VAR's Wright's turned overturned that. You've got, you're you're on the telly now, Mike. Yeah. You know, you've got everything there to you to, to look at it in slow motion already. So why don't you just call the right thing?
3: But you know why he said that? Well, certainly why I thought he said that because, you know, based on what he said last week about not wanting to send Anthony Taylor, who was a standing referee in this yeah, game, yeah. to the VR screen because he was his mate. And, you know, he'd already, he's already kind of revealed that, that personal friendship with him. So I wasn't surprised that he was like playing both sides. I think right? Howard yeah. Webb just texted him saying,
4: Mike, Come on, yeah. I think Halbo's probably texted him a lot saying, so I don't want you doing this. Yeah,
3: yeah. I actually thought the Havers thing was quite self explanatory because I, I was very surprised it was overturned. And at the same time, when they were going through it, you're like, okay, you know, maybe he's put his leg out, he did, he, definitely well, did well, he that. he's yeah. put his leg out to Wambasaka yeah. and yeah, taking There's... contact. He's also like generally one of, the... yeah, well, not generally, I don't mean this in to like, uh, you know, wash away like his poor start for Arsenal or was like indifferent start to Arsenal but he does strike me as like one of the unluckiest men in the well, world
2: Well Jim what like do you reckon of Havertz's performance I mean there was that air kick in the first half Yeah and also
5: he gave the presence. ball away which led to Man United's goal mm-hmm. as well uh, which was very frustrating I think um, you know we need to learn the lessons of, of Granit Xhaka and so many other players in terms of um, not giving him too much of a hard time yet you also have to um, you know there's a difference between how you want a player to be performing and how you want them to be received and how they actually are performing uh, when, when you look at them and he looks like he doesn't quite know the system yet he isn't quite sure where his teammates well, well, are going to be I have
2: sympathy for him Jim because Arteta said during the week that, Ar- uh, that Arsenal played 36 different formations against yeah, Fulham it's Arsenal. a lot isn't it it's I a mean... lot to get your head around and that was against <laughs> Fulham I'm yeah. sure, with respect I'm
5: sure there were more against Man United
2: Yeah, um, but, yeah but, th- but of course they won the game against Manchester United indeed yeah.
5: they, they sure did Thank yeah, you. <laughs> so, um, but a perfect example is um, of, of where patience is is required. Is his replacement, Fabio Vieira, who comes mm. on and, and sets up a goal and has an impact in the same way he did a few weeks ago. I think, Havertz it's my I think he will probably come good over time. Right now, his performances they're, they're not really helping. They're not good enough. He he like that, that air shot is a great example. Like there's a, a few instances here and there. Examples could be pointed to. He, he seems to move at the same pace all the time. He, but he's adapting his game, you know, and he he's playing a role. That He hasn't played for about three years because he was was used in a different way um, at Chelsea. So the patience is absolutely imperative there. What about the man who's
2: next to him, Declan Rice?
5: Oh, he was just fantastic. He was such an absolute monster in the tackle. He's brilliant at... Controlling the ball by letting it roll up his body and down again, <laughs> which is a, a brilliant skill. I love it when a player has a, like a special a move. move like mm. that, like Ronaldinho's chest passes. Remember yeah. that? It's like yeah. you don't see many players. I, do I these like things.
4: it. I like it when you see a goal like because obviously I've got no real skin in the game on, in, in this, but I like it when you see a, a winner, effectively a winner like that scored, and it's someone like Declan Rice because he absolutely loves it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. he just incredible. loves it. It was like, incredible. It, it was the, the, the explosion of emotion. Maybe because he doesn't actually get that many goals, perhaps. It just becomes much more of a big deal. But if someone... Someone just you know who scores twenty goals a season just goes around the keeper and casually slots yep. it It's cool, but it's not the same kind yeah. of thing. Do you like... think? Do you
2: think his celebration? You know, because there was there was suggestions that it was a foul on there was Johnny Evans in, in the yeah. lead up to that goal, and you think the, the 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 VAR just went. Yeah, but look at his little face. Yeah, <laughs> look at him. Hey, <laughs> eh? look at all those. <laughs> and faces. That's what we
4: want, Vish. Yeah, yeah. that's what Mike Dean wants. <laughs> he's <laughs> mates with Declan. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to disappoint the man. Did you think it was
2: a foul uh, on uh, Johnny Evans? Lovely to see him back in there, um, yeah. finishing yeah. the game with yeah. Harry Maguire.
4: Yeah, yeah back. Like, yeah. can I just great add, to see them both. <laughs> can I just add that question? <laughs> or to that question. Are you happy with May not finishing the game with Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans at centre-back? Because I thought it was absolutely great. Jim,
3: Jim mess with me exactly this yesterday. Mm. Well, how, do you, how do you feel about seeing okay, <laughs> Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans? It's like, lovely to see them. Is this a testimonial, though? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and
4: also, you know that kit they had on? What no, a trendy dreadful. kit. I don't like I, no, I love it. I think it's, it's brilliant. Trend. Anyway, nah. it's a trendy new kit. Because Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans have been around for so long. I know Harry Maguire's not that old, but he seems old. It was basically like when you see like a dad and an uncle dressed on like a stag weekend. Yeah. <laughs> They've got to wear the same outfit as all the young'uns. Yeah. And, so, and they're at the airport, but they're standing a bit separate. Yeah. They felt a bit like that when I saw them.
3: It was a bit like, yeah, they're waiting for for the first opportunity to take them off.
4: Yeah, like, like when Theo Walcott was standing next to Roy Keane, it was like he'd been to see his girlfriend's dad for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> he was just really yeah. nervous about saying anything wrong. Yeah, yeah, but
2: Roy Keane had, like, I don't know whether it was then or not, but he, he reports say that someone tried to headbutt him. Brave. yeah. Which is which is obviously moronic. Idiotic. Yeah. But, like, who is this bloke? Does he not know who Roy Keane <laughs> is? Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? And then Michael Richards apparently came in and, and sort of tried to which, the guy's lucky there. I mean, if you're
5: lucky that Micah Richards is restraining you, Keen then and Richards, you've done something very wrong.
3: Is there a duo? You, like, don't mess with
5: right. either Richards of them. Richards looks massive. Oh now. my god, absolutely I'm stacked.
3: Sick they like, they've got a proper tag team look about
4: them. Right? Yeah, big time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: And it would. And, and Richards normally would just let Keen do the uh, the work and just be laughing. Yeah. If he thinks now I better get involved, it's like,
4: what are you saying? And you look at that punditry lamp and you go, if you are have to stick the nut on someone, you're going to after to Walcott. Walcott. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> You can't
4: headbutt Walker. No, if you headbutted Theo Walcott, that'd be so
2: much worse than someone trying to he- headbutt Roy Keane. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean, but you couldn't. You wouldn't get near Walcott, You'd just run away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to headbutt Theo Walcott just to, uh, just to. Uh,
4: people shouldn't be headbutting people at work. Yeah. I or anywhere. Simple, anywhere. Really. Yeah. Or anywhere. Yeah. There was a really
5: interesting thing that happens in the stadium that I wanted to sort of draw all of your attention to, and I imagine it happens in every stadium as well. But whenever Anthony is on the ball, which admittedly wasn't that much, mm. you sort of just hear. You just hear a response in the crowd where all over people are going "wanker, dickhead." Oh, I hate that bloke! It's like a sort of sweary version of the dawn chorus, and it, <laughs> yeah, is, it yeah, really yeah. is something to look out they for. They used if to with Ronaldo as person. well, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah.
4: He was really unpopular for that. Uh, yeah, Anthony didn't have a great. Yeah, game, but
2: Ronaldo, because obviously his personality, but also he was actually a different class. Whereas Anthony, you know, has talent and all the rest of it, but it's not quite the same.
3: There's um. So certainly among Manchester United fans, there's an element of like right, he's got the ball, what's he doing? Oh, that's pretty good. You kind of react in real time. You don't get the anticipation with Anthony, which I suppose is quite damning on what a player like that is supposed to give you, mm-hmm. what Garnaccio gave, you know, when he came on in the eighty fifth minute or whatever.
4: Do you reckon that's why Sancho's so pissed off though, Vish? Well the Sancho yeah, kids only got the one. Leg. thing's fascinating. Well not in the it? squad.
2: Like, and then Ten Hag said on his performance in training we didn't select him. You have to reach the <laughs> level every day at Manchester United. And Sancho has since released a statement defending the way he's conducted himself in training. It yeah. is um,
5: absolutely <sighs> fascinating. You wonder why Eric Ten Hag has taken a decision like that to make such a thing so public. I mean what what are your
3: thoughts on that? I think that's quite, I think that's just generally quite belt and braces management though, isn't it? You're asking about why a player isn't, why a high profile player isn't come in when he's fully fit and he's mentioned training and obviously that plays a big part in it. And bear in mind like a lot of United's issues on the field, not necessarily related to attitude, but pertain to like how much work they haven't put in in the past and like, and mm-hmm. Ten Hag has come in and demanded a certain level. And generally this kind of stuff happens and it's taken as it's intended, which is Look, buck your ideas up. You know, I've said a bit. I've said mm. my bit in public. I've said a lot, a lot to you personally. Hence, why I've explained why you're not in the squad. Or mm-hmm. usually, it's along those lines. But then, for Sancho to come out and and bring that statement shows that there is such a, I suppose, a difference of opinion there. In that Sancho didn't want. You know, Sancho thinks it's an unfair picture being painted of him as unprofessional. Because fundamentally, that's what Ten Hag is saying. There. Yeah. He's he's not been professional. Um, and for it to, this feels very like the kind of thing that happens. In that like February?
2: Yeah. Well, and when I saw that Sancho statement, I thought to myself, I don't think he'll be at the club for a no. huge amount of time. No, and, he's and just it's such a knocked quite a lot. Of money I, I off can imagine what they'll get for him. So. I I c he'll pop up at Chelsea and sit on the bench for a bit and all the rest of it, you know, yeah. in, in January or in the summer. And we know what a great player he can be, but he's just not quite done it in England
3: yet. But for this it, it's a great shame. It's so... not it's not even in England. And I I think like United have had a long recent history of overpaying and mm-hmm. No, but Sancho Ple- Ple- before,
2: when he was in when he was in Bundesliga, uh, no, he was sure.
3: magnificent. So, But no, but what I'm saying is they've heard they've you know had a habit of overpaying and players undelivering in part because you know players at Old Trafford tend to stagnate. You know Rashford has had to like come into his own over the last couple of years because of the work he's put in personally. You know United have used to be a, cl- a club and a setup which improves players, and they don't really. Martial is another great example. I've got a lot of time for Martial, but like I've realised, I'm you know one of a small, small portion of. Montreal what about Varane fans. as well, Maguire? Yeah, yeah, but but like it happens, doesn't it? And so like you know we don't really know the ins and outs of the Sancho situation, but like I think there's a body of work there to suggest that it isn't just unique to Jadon Sancho. Yeah, yeah. yeah fair
2: one, fair one. Well, it was a good win for Arsenal nonetheless, and uh, perhaps they're. Um, Season has been ignited by that wind. A springboard, gym
3: Did you very quickly? um, People were saying the atmosphere yesterday was incredible. At the end, it was really good. Yeah, yeah. it felt.
5: It felt like actually it didn't. It was. It was strong at the start as well. It was. um, Yeah, it does.
2: It it feels like that that now they're picking up where they left off. Yeah, before you know the slide at the end of last season. If if you see what I mean by that, Um, are they the best team? in North London at the moment, Luke yes. more. <laughs> uh, Burnley 2, Nottingham,
4: uh, you didn't even see my lips in the movie, I nearly
2: said Nottingham Forest, we talk about Forest and taking second uh, Burnley 2, Tottenham Hotspur,
4: five. Yeah, and you know, there's always, there's, there was, there's been signs since old Big Ange started playing his Ange ball mm. from the start of the season that Spurs look pretty good. Uh, And I wonder if this is um, vicious might be something you want to come in on a lot of I got a lot of tweets over the weekend about the Ewing theory aspect of Harry Kane moving on from Spurs and now they're all suddenly look pretty good that Bill Simmons thing from the ringer which is worth looking up if you haven't seen it um, to people listening but I don't know if we expected Spurs to look so good doing it and start to do it so consistently I know we're only four games in for them and there's a long way to go. But I mean, some of the football they're playing yeah. away from home. And Burnley have been promoted, and so they're still finding their feet. And I know that Company said that you know it's a really tough, it's a really tough challenge for them, obviously. But they were playing some incredible football as well, and it was just box ticked after box ticked after box ticked for, for Spurs. Madison still starts, you know, still continues improving. Son, who I said last week looked like he was still finding his feet when it comes to being club mm. captain, shouldering that big responsibility. I think it's kind of almost it's in a way it's perhaps easier to be the best supporting actor mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a in a in a team because such a big personality the england captain all the rest of it mm. all the attention is on him really and the son can kind of be free to do his own thing Where well, his role's changed now but he was able to you know to kind of capitalize on some pretty amazing football and take some chances as well so look they look brilliant and they really do look good and i think um it'll be even more surprising when um ange gets fired in january Um, after after five games without a win
2: yeah I mean it's it's been a great start for Spurs and he's Postecoglou's got everybody going. I mean, with regards to you know Kane being there or not, it is down to the manager. You know, yeah. we saw him do this at Celtic, and people say, "Well, well, it's you know only Celtic in the Scottish League and so Well, well, actually, you know, you, you were quite big on that, weren't you? I was huge on it. And, <laughs> uh, but it, it's a bit like when Rogers went there and cleaned up. You know, like it, 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 there's a way of doing things. If you go to a team where you're expected to win, but you do it with such style and such conviction, yeah. I would suggest that that is probably going to translate if you go somewhere else. Also I think part of it is the the personality
5: of the man, isn't it? Absolutely. And, I, it, genuinely. Part of Spurs' history that can't be overlooked is how they've tended to do pretty well under like avuncular men. Yeah.
6: <laughs> like Martin <laughs> Yold, yeah. Harry Redknapp's got Errol. a bit of that
5: about him. Mm-hmm. What do you think Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte are like with their nieces and nephews? <laughs> yeah. I bet they're shit. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they're really distant. I bet they're rubbish. And just, I bet he's an amazing uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Even
4: Pochettino's and a bit like a cool uncle.
5: Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it's, it seems to really <clears throat> work for them. And um, obviously that's in a slightly flippant point, <clears throat> but there's a, there's a harmony there, isn't there? Yeah. Christian
2: Gross, another one. Christian <laughs>
5: Absolutely, yeah. So um, I think they've also bought really well. I mean, Manor Solomon is a is a sort of really canny signing that's gone under the radar there. I, I think. Th- I mean, right. obviously, you would have watched him really closely at Fulham, and he he had that period, didn't he, where he was scoring for fun and mm-hmm. looked really dangerous, cutting inside like that. Brennan Johnson as well. We've not we, we've yet to see yet. I think you know, it's not like they were. I mean, people joked about them being the Harry Kane team and stuff, but actually, whenever he, they were missing him, they tended to do all right. Um, I think Son up front is he's got to be pretty gutting for Richarlison right because he scores a hat trick you think
2: oh, maybe you just play him there now
5: he, yeah, but Richarlison, him and Madison, Richarlison's job-tailing. only
4: got himself to blame I mean, oh, Richarlison's because... now the
2: supporting striker to Son and he has I mean, to he, be he yeah. said about Son's ability to play through the middle he said it's one of the reasons why they didn't sign a, a, a striker and Brennan yeah. Johnson yeah. you mentioned
4: there, is a great signing for them me and Andy talked about it on Saturday mm. Yeah, if they're going to be one of, these, one of these teams with this dynamic kind of front three or four that rotates and all yeah, contributes, exactly. then Brennan Johnson's perfect for that. Exactly. Well, that's it.
2: I think, I think they will be... If, if he really brings Brennan Johnson in there and you've got a number of different um, forwards, as you say, and it could be quite fluid, they will be very difficult to predict how they're going to play? They're going to be difficult yeah. to mark. They're going to be, and it's going to it's going to be a conundrum. And we know where Madison will play, and he's having a bloody lovely time. Uh, but but by the, the thing
5: way. with Madison though, is that he is a huge part of that unpredictability because yeah. he is yeah. so good. Not he just with, not just with both feet, mm. but with the outside of his boots, and it means he's essentially his range of passing angles is massive. Mm. He drifts and, all
4: over the place. He's on one of the goals against Burnley. You see him. He picks the ball up about twenty yeah. yards from goal. Yeah. And he's, and he's dynamically going forward and supporting the move and making it happen, basically. Nice That's to have a,
2: Ange calling Madders as well. Yeah, yeah oh, Madders. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> he's the most Australian...
4: He's the anti-Arteta, isn't he, basically? <laughs> <laughs> he is, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. So, you think about the two, the two... He's
2: so down to the, earth. The
4: two highest-achieving <laughs> managers in the Premier League last season were both fucking weird, yeah. right? They're only well, about
5: two managers that weren't weirdos, though. Yeah, Gary exactly. O'Neill and I'm sure there's another one.
3: Yeah. So, <laughs> anyhow. Well, so, so, <laughs> this this backs, backs up your point. I don't know if you saw a couple of weeks ago, but they were... Um, Pep Guardiola had mentioned in his press conference about um, Postacoglu and how like he was really happy for him and how like they were great mates and whatever and they've t- talked about tactics and stuff like that because you know there's been a lot of talk about a lot of the similarities tactically between Postacoglu and mm. and Guardiola and I think Guardiola was asked that and and talked about this friendship with Postacoglu Guardiola's response was put to Postacoglu and he went. I don't know where he's got that from. We've only spoken for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, really?
4: Because you know the way. He's a mate for Pep, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose, actually, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, we're talking about nothing but work. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. for
4: twenty minutes, and now he's my best friend. Yeah. So it's like, like if what...
3: you could give a dog a treat, it loves you forever.
5: Yeah, yeah.
4: So just <laughs> chat
3: to Pep about football.
5: Like, like, oh, like, yes.
4: Like Alan Partridge meets Stan. I'm yeah. confident he's my best friend. <laughs> mm. But the the Pasta Cogli
3: thing um, with the, with his personality, I think it's really clear to see the footballing side of that because you look at the way. Let's let's talk about the um the front six as it were about so, yep. like, from the defence onwards. And maybe you can include the fullbacks in this. I feel like from a football perspective, they're all scratching their riches, respectively. Mm-hmm. Like they're all getting ball time, they're all being in places that they wanna, mm-hmm. you know, they wanna be in, they're playing the kind of football that they want to play. Even the like, manager's not telling them their shit. That, <laughs> all also, the time, also yeah. But even yeah. <laughs> um,
6: yeah.
3: like, yeah. like Pape Mateissa is a great one in terms of like that's just Koglu's ability to come in with no pretense, yeah. you know. No prejudice towards like how players mm-hmm. were. Everyone mm-hmm. starts from exactly the same level. Like, you know, Pierre-Mir Horberg. I know, you know. I know you're an international player. I know you've played in this league for a long mm-hmm. time. Can I start on the bench mate, because yeah. I do think this is well, the best balanced midfield for us.
4: Well, that's the problem, Bish. Like You're only four games in. So there's a long way to go, of course.
2: Just to but... say, by the way, if, and if he'd have fancied going to Fulham, then Paulinho would have been off. Yeah, well. yeah. So he clearly wants to stay. So he's, done, he's,
4: he's a he's friend, friend of Fulham forever, right? Really. So nobody gets that Until January. for that? Till January.
2: He would be very welcome when we, when we do need him to fill but, that gap.
4: But the two shortcomings I felt like at the start of the season, having watched Spurs a couple of times, I was at the May United game, was that can they find a way to score goals, right? And obviously they, they're starting to show that they can in a way that's maybe not how they used to do it because there's no cane there. And the other one was, what about the bench? Because if mm. you look at the bench now, actually, <clears> Hoyberg, <throat> his time's really done there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's not, he's not going to improve in player. He's a, he's a big drop-off from, from who plays in that position ahead of him. Perisic has been a bust, really, since he's been there. Richarlison, we've already talked about. Um, there's not a huge amount. I mean, Emerson Royale, okay, fine, he came on against Burnley. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's capable, and, and he's okay in flashes. I mean, if, if they lose one of Romero or Van de Ven, who, who started his career at Spurs pretty well, um, they suffer as well because Davinson Sanchez is a is poor player now. Um, and Romero is really important for them because he starts off a lot of their attacks and he's kind of a really good ball-playing defender. So the only, the only kind of thing you would say is that when it starts getting down the thick end of the season, I know they're not in Europe or anything, but when they, when they really go down the stretch, have they got enough in-depth to really push it? But five teams in the Champions League this season, so mm. all they've got to do is aim for the top five, and they're certainly more than capable of that at the moment. It's
3: probably more at left-back as well, because Destiny Yudogi has been... He's been great. Brilliant. Like, do you remember Spinazzola during the Euros? Yeah. yeah. Like those kind of levels, yeah, I think? Yeah, yeah. Like, Just the way he gets so far forward and clearly so comfortable playing that far forward. He'd be the big one for me, I think, because he f- it feels like he gives them extra dimension yeah absolutely
2: well I, I tell you what Spurs fans must be loving it and it's nice to talk about them in, in, with a bit of praise Jim because last season uh, it wasn't enjoyable for everybody
4: I don't mind either yeah. way really okay. I, I'll talk about them whatever you go and see them quite a lot I do right, well, you're, you're not making you should... the
3: stadium anymore are you it is a lovely stadium. A they
2: lovely were at stadium. Turf Moor at the
4: weekend, which yeah. is not relevant, mate. Which is also <laughs> a historic point. story stadium uh, in the Lancashire area that you could do well to give a bit of respect to, actually, yeah. well, after that performance from Man United.
2: Turf Moor or Tough Moor? Exactly. I know which one we've got. Tough Moor, you're looking at him. There we go. Let's go for a break.
5: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
6: He's on! Get in! Get in! He's miles on! Come on! Come
2: on! What a bit of play by Rasmus and Bruno! He's fucking miles
6: on! He's mi- he's what? He's miles! Well! Uh. Oh get out! <laughs> Cocker cat!
2: Uh, <laughs> thanks <laughs> to Damien for choosing today's clip. Uh, you can choose. And uh, the clip for the next Monday show, just sign up to the Football Ramble Patreon using the link in the show description.
3: It is nothing like um, playing a character and then doing a bit from a show about 25 years ago yeah, exactly. for your young YouTube audience.
4: Yeah, he, he, um, for those who don't know, that was Mark Goldbridge. He was also a content creator in the football space, as, so, as I think we're supposed to say these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but crucially, unlike us, is a cunt. <laughs> right, it's time for Betfair's uh, Rambalacca. Every weekend, we're placing a £10 dacker on four odds 90 markets across the Premier League where any winning bets are paid out at 90 minutes. So you don't need to worry about any stoppage time drama ruining your bet. And there was some stoppage time drama this weekend, let me tell you. Um, game one, Marcus picked Crystal Palace to beat Wolves and Crystal Palace won. Marcus has got a 100% record in this game uh, I, I so do. far this season. <coughs> and, and part of That's the reason for one, that, yeah. Jim, is because he's a coward. Think think it has been absolutely clear. It, like a I offered up the Arsenal mainline a game at the weekend you could mm. not no, rule yourself out quickly no, enough I said "I
2: said, let's leave this to Jim because I think he'll
4: get it right and he did your record speaks for itself thanks that's the, that's 4 that's out of 4 I'm everything. going the whole
2: season oh, imagine that mm-hmm. imagine really that that would be incredible well, I've started well haven't I you have yeah you, and you've got no
4: European football this year so you, you no you, European you, football you stay quite thanks fresh. to you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> game number 2 Andy picked Spurs to beat Burnley Spurs mm-hmm. fans are very unhappy with that given Andy's recent record but Spurs won handsomely as yep. we've just said Game number three, the aforementioned Arsenal versus Man United. Jim called Arsenal to win. They did indeed win. Uh, Betfair put on what they called 90-minute bus uh, for this game, where a selection of Man United and Arsenal fans left at 90 minutes, jumped on the bus and went to the pub with Dimitar Berbatov. Sounded quite good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've actually spent some time with Dimitar Berbatov, and he's a lovely man. Very cool um, as well, isn't he? Very cool, and completely smooth like a dolphin. Mm. He's completely shaved.
3: You know he learned English by watching the Godfather movies. There we go. Not know that. Well, he's in the third yeah. one. <laughs> <think he> <laughs>
4: Imagine if you um, picked Fargo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Main, so, Maynard fans would presumably very happy about being in the pub with Dimitar Berbatov, just reminiscing about yeah. old times, um, instead of watching what happened there. The, the fourth game. So, uh, we're three out of three in now, yeah, mm. could have been all all to all to play right, for in right. that fourth game. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked Brentford to beat Bournemouth. Mm. Um, very Brentford, brave. It was brave, wasn't it? I thought so. Given that I think Bournemouth have never taken a single point <laughs> in, I think, nine games at Brentford before. Well, they have now. <laughs> they have now. Brian and Buemo scored a stoppage time equaliser for Brentford. It finished 2-2. Uh, but thanks to Betfair's match, I was 90-market. 2,000 people who backed Bournemouth to win, got their bet paid out in full. Um, but that was the game, sadly, that let us down I am on a terrible run I only had as I said at the top of the show I only had to think about Rico Henry for him to (laughs) throw one in his own net it was very close though yeah, it was close,
5: but it's not enough, is it, But you Jim? thought about Rico Henry, yeah, and then it and all and it went ruined to, it. to uh-huh. shit.
4: Um, As we said before as well, Arsenal scored twice in stoppage time, which meant 3,500 Betterfair customers who backed a draw also got their bets paid out in full. And finally for now, Betfair are donating £10 to charity for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this season. How many were there this weekend, fellas? Mm, seven. 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 As many as seven. So that's another £70 secured for a great cause which is Prostate Cancer UK uh, remember with for this season when you place a bet on their match holds 90 markets you get the winning bet paid out in full at 90 minutes despite what happens in stoppage time Marcus is back to you
2: there were no stoppage time goals at Stamford Bridge where Chelsea lost 1-0 to Nottingham Forest
4: a goal for all of football <laughs> <laughs> let's enjoy that mm, let's I, enjoy it I'll tell you what Forest Wexford
2: I messaged a friend of mine saying that he goes to watch Forest home and away. And I said, you know, a bit unlucky against Arsenal, although I think to get something out of the game was quite difficult. Unlucky against Manchester United. I said, yeah. today's your day. <laughs> and I was bloody right,
6: you, you are oh, on yeah.
2: such good form. Uh, yeah. Chelsea- You're just going Chelsea- to have to take my word for that one. Yeah. I yeah. could I could show you the WhatsApps, yeah. but uh, no but point. like Boris Johnson, I seem to have lost
4: my phone. <laughs> it's, in <the> um, bottom, <laughs> it's in the bottom of the North Sea. <laughs> <Exactly>. um, <laughs> Chelsea, oh, Chelsea, um, Chelsea forgot about the games, didn't they? Didn't forget about the players, didn't they? All about the players, <laughs> weren't they? All about Sire and all those players. Yeah. Forgot about the games, didn't they, Marcus? They forgot about the fucking games. <laughs>
2: got to put those in and, an
5: order. Oh,
4: <laughs> can we can we still stay up if we just buy all the players? No, you can't. You need points and you've got none. <laughs>
3: didn't forget about, the window. Uh, didn't about, about the, win- the window. All about the window. All about the window. you think they, they lined up before kickoff? and Todd Bowley's like, why do we take some of their players as well? Yeah, can we Why not? Have pl- they got- can we not play more of the players? <laughs> that I said no. It is very much
2: eleven a side. They yeah. okay. were then blue shirts. But can we not have an, an, an offensive team and a defensive <laughs> yeah. team to bring them on?
5: They were booed off, weren't they? But I wonder if they were saying, "Boo, are you?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, oh did. But I want to start with with Forrest, though because they've had a tough start to the season. Away games at Arsenal, Manchester United, and of course, Chelsea. As we said, Arsenal, I thought they played it quite well. Um, they nearly got something out of it at, at, at the end. But I think all in all, probably Arsenal were the better side. And Arsenal are a better side, and it's, it's away from home. Against Manchester United, roared into that 2-0 lead. Mm-hmm. Would uh, Lose 3-2, and man sent off. Some thought that was quite controversial. Um, but still, they, they were in the game right at the end, despite losing uh, 3-2. They go to Chelsea, and obviously Chelsea... At the moment, you would say aren't as good as Arsenal. You would say as good as Manchester United, perhaps. Um, but but the way their equipment, so they look, they look, they are devastating on the break. Um, Awani looks like I mean, it's it's Mikel Antonio stuff. Look more, you know. If you've been full of praise. He's, the,
4: he's the only one challenging <clears> Mikel Antonio for the official title of best lone striker in the Premier League.
2: There you go. Anthony langer has been a great signing. Yeah but they know what they're doing and okay a little bit of luck there when um, uh, uh, Jackson misses that, that chance late on but
4: that has they... nothing to do with luck
2: <laughs> but but the way Forrest equipped themselves you know Cooper's got them going he knows how to and, set up and, and, against and, these and... big teams and when you're that devastating you've got that pace and quality on the break
4: you've always got a chance here's the thing I totally agree with you and I would just add to that that we talked about Steve Cooper around this time last mm-hmm. season where we said the interesting thing about Cooper is he's never found his ceiling as a manager mm-hmm. he's always yeah. been successful <clears> and I get the feeling with the start of the season that Forrest have had, um, would you have said last year if this was the fixtures they had got? Because I mean, they're sitting in the top 10, right? They've, right, yeah. they've, won, they've won a couple of games and, and you know, they, they found it tough at the start of last season. Mm-hmm. Would they have gone to Stanford Bridge and got anything? They probably would have been on one, I think they're on it, from memory, they might have been in the middle of one of those runs where it's like, oh, they're doing okay, but they can't get yeah. a fucking point, yeah. um, and they go and win, which shows a massive improvement. Um, so that's really encouraging for them as well. I would also say that... What and they're Celt- scoring
2: a few goals as well. I know it was only one, but one was enough. And that was... That, for a side when you're... You, you're in the... You, you know, finished obviously in a relegation scrap last season. It's it's the the scoring the goals which is the problem.
3: Well, they only scored 38 goals last season. There you go. And they've already got six and four. That's and right. And yeah. played, they've played big teams and they just look a bit more fluid up front and it's not all on Morgan Gibbs-White as it was no, last yeah. Also
5: <laughs> at, at the Emirates they didn't play Owen E until later he came on as a sub mm. and he made a huge huge difference so there's a there's a plan A and a plan B yeah. And, yeah. And, and you know various plans are tailored to, to various fixtures in a way that perhaps they um, maybe didn't have so much
2: last season. Yeah, well, I, I was I was concerned with, with the Brennan Johnson chat. You know, yeah. he has been been pretty good. I, I'm not concerned for them anymore.
4: No. can I can I can I just flip back over to the Chelsea side of things as well? And well say, i was enjoying that. Well, you might enjoy this. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> wait and see. Um, what Chelsea could have done yeah. is they could have kept that billion pounds, <laughs> kept all the players they had before. Yeah. Right. Oh. And given every single person in the stadium mm. um, at the weekend two quid. two and a half grand each. Yeah. Yeah. They would have gone away they, the they, they would have been, been booing them, would they? They could have built
2: another millennium dome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Great reference. Like, it sounds like it's not 90s because it was built for not the 90s, but it was built in the 90s was, famously. Yeah. So it still counts as a Do you a get it, Jim? Reference. Do you get it? Yeah, do. <laughs> Great, isn't it? Do you remember know when the wind blew, You're a man man blew of the laugh. Do you get it? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember know when dear. the wind blew the roof off the... Uh, yeah. the what a player.
5: bloody waste of money, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I think we should... Bringing have it f- back to Stamford Bridge. Oh, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> well played. I mean, look, it's... A thousand million. million. Yeah. They could have given is...
4: everyone two and a half grand. It was I'm surprised on, it's on that low. Yeah, well, that's how maths work. Well, in, the and
2: instead, they've actually, you know, taken away the subsidised bus route and uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't afford it. Can't yeah. 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 afford it. I mean,
4: it is. Um, do, you know, do you reckon that's what it is. I Sorry, think so. Jim. I reckon that's what it is. They're yeah. going. Listen, you're saying you can't afford the away games. Well, you're not fucking sticking around for this shit, are you? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing in you for that. Nothing in you for the we're home
2: games. Trying to dissuade you. here. Yeah. we're actually trying to do you a favour. Uh, but I mean, yes, it's um, it's it's qu- quite concerning for Chelsea. Um, I just I think with with all those again you look at all those players and you think well, how's he going to get that formula but you could say the same about Steve Cooper could you not loads of players and all the rest of it I, I suppose there's, there's there's more obvious starters but I love the way he's, he's suddenly brought in Ola Aina um, back in the Premier League played for Fulham uh, not that long ago, if,
3: uh, came through the academy at Chelsea. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the there you go. No, I don't
2: need him anymore. Using yeah.
3: their
4: tools against oh, yeah, them, oh, yeah. but he
2: was brilliant and nullified Sterling. Speaking yeah.
4: of using tools, did you see the highlight? This should have been my highlight of the weekend. Did you see Steve Cooper had someone else to scratch his ear in the post-match yeah. interview?
2: That is <laughs> so a, funny. A stunning red, video. <laughs>
4: red sleeved. Yeah, he's wearing blue. Yeah. and he's just talking away, It's a red sleeve comes up, just scratches his ear. And, and a hand that looks
2: like it's too big to be one of his. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, bit, a big-handed man uh, is scratching Very Steve Cooper's strange. ears on. Cooper's you know
5: demand it was actually
4: Nicholas Jackson was, uh, <laughs> and he asked him to scratch his nose <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> he may be getting a bit too big for his boots. There's a Koopa? worrying sign. If he's got a dedicated ear I, scratcher. I think if yeah. he's
4: got a scratcher that scratches all parts of the body for him, mm. that's fine. Well, it depends. But if, if, if he's got a different scratcher for every part of the body, I think that's too much. That would be too much, I think. Do yeah. you think, like Yogi Love, do you think he smells the other guy's hands? Maybe he does. Yeah. <laughs> but if you've got <laughs> the same guy doing nose, ear, chin, nuts, yeah. that's not as bad as yeah. having one separate one. If for you haven't Todd seen... Bowley has
2: 100% got all of this. Oh, big time. If you if you haven't seen uh, um, this this video, then you wonder what on earth we're
5: going I'll I on
4: X, Marcus. Yeah. A lot good stuff on there.
2: Great content on X.
5: I yeah. saw a, a great um, great tweet on X, confusingly. Post on uh, X. Where someone said that um, Eric Ten Hag has been using Harry Maguire as an escape goat.
4: <laughs> it works. She it does. Corn. It is an egg
3: Yeah. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> other, of other funny things on X, um, I don't know if you saw this, but it was reported in the Telegraph, I think, that... Um, Chelsea weren't considering a move for James Madison because Madison's twenty six, and they're going for under twenty five. Is so that okay. their business plan yeah, in terms yeah. of resale that's and good idea. yeah, building it up? Uh, which led to American journalist uh, Tosin McKindey referring to them as Leo DiCaprio FC. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>
5: nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> the thing
2: is,
3: though, the, the, talking about the sell on value, they don't sell anybody.
2: Yeah. Well, they mean, loan they, them.
5: No, they've they've sold a lot of players, and actually, this brings me to a, a, a thing I think is quite interesting about you know where there might actually be. Um, further trouble ahead for Pochettino in in terms of trying to settle his team. He started Conor Gallagher, in, I don't know if he started in every game, but he certainly featured in every lot, game, yeah. and, he's, yeah. and he, he clearly likes him and he rates him a lot. They were fairly openly trying to flog him on deadline day. Ian Markson ended up staying, he mm-hmm. he was on loan at Burnley last year, did really well there. They had agreed to, to sell him there and he ended up choosing not to go. So um, it, it's kind of interesting because it makes me wonder... Is Pochettino going to get first teamers sold out from under him if it's just what suits this this strange business model? And, and like, how helpful is that for that's him? That's a good observation. That's, that's, yeah. yeah,
3: that's spot on. Because if he's if he if he's like looking at these players and being like, and has about this time in the season developed a hierarchy of like ones he trusts, and as you say, yeah, they're like,
4: is that is we're just going to
3: pull that piece out yeah. before we move
4: on? Is there chat? I know it's easy to say off the back of a home defeat for them, but is there? Is it? Is there? Should there be chat that Mauricio Pochettino is a little bit overrated as a coach, and he's actually quite fortunate to get this job?
2: Well, you 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 do wonder uh, because it's since Spurs, obviously at PSG. You know, okay, one.
3: It's a bit of an outlier. That it, straight, it, is, yeah. it is a bit of an outlier. Well, this is also a bit of an outlier, is it not? Well, yeah, maybe. Well, when was when is the last club? was the last time it's certainly, I can't remember a club going about their business like this. This is chaotic. This is borderline unhinged is what it is. I think it is too. And I don't think it
4: gets said enough. And I said it on Saturday. I said, you talk about it and and you look at the mainstream media and you feel like Jeff Goldblum in Independence Day. Mm. No one's listening. Everyone just thinks it's fine. Mm. And it probably isn't fine. What about Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park? He's kind of... Vish, what do you think of Dr. Malcolm in Jurassic Park? I think he's a fucking wanker.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Outrageous. Could we use it? But, but I think I think he would say to Todd Bowley, you know, the old line you, you 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 know you thought about whether you could sign all these players. You didn't yeah. think about whether you should. Exactly. Yeah. I don't
4: think Todd Bowley spent much time thinking about what he should be doing. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Todd Bowley should get his executive assistant mm. to block out a couple of hours every Monday morning to seriously and deeply think himself about what he should be doing this week. Right. Okay.
3: But do you not think like so when you looked at that starting team? Like with all due respect to Forest, Chelsea at home. They've got an abundance of attacking talent. They've basically played two. Attacking players in mm-hmm. in the eleven, and then you look at the bench as well, and it's you know obviously Cole Palmer they just signed Mudrik Madueke, players who loads of other teams are after, and it feels like the only reason Chelsea have them is because they're highly rated, mm-hmm. not necessarily because they're highly rated by a scouting department that has you know done the work and seen what the you know what the team needs, what the squad needs, mm-hmm. what even the first eleven needs, and that kind of speaks to already a bit of friction there. It doesn't necessarily need to be public or particularly overt, but. Evidently Pochettino wants to play a certain way. They just want to sign players at a certain age who are highly rated who then would make the money in the future potentially or have like high resale value or whatever. Um do, who won't necessarily devalue. Um and it just Well in but, theory. Doesn't but Chelsea, work. But this, yeah, well yeah, but like it just it really just doesn't work. But Chelsea this this, this resale value.
2: Yeah, but, I mean this, I this, mean that's 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 something, that's a, I, that's something a, I've put upon risky but, bet that isn't. Well it? it's a risky yeah. bet but also a club like Chelsea shouldn't be looking at that too much. Well, but the God thing God is, like, Chelsea—you want the finish. To, you want players to. Do you know Real Madrid have not signed Jude Bellingham for his resale value? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, no, but, but this is what
5: Todd Bowley's appears to be—you know—approaching football ownership as, and it, well, essentially making got, Chelsea sort of puppy farm, where he can keep thing, getting value out of it.
4: Here's what I think, and, and, and we touched on the idea of how they're going about it, and how it doesn't look great for them in terms of a, of a model. But also, you know, to me, and I'm happy to stick my neck out here, and if, you know, people want to laugh at me coming into the, the season, they can, and um, won't be the first time. Um, They've got no chance of success. There's, there's no way. There's any, Watch the first four games of their season. Yeah. There's no way they can have a blend like that mm. with all the players they've signed all the, all the upheaval they've had, all the things that, is, that are going on. It's, I, I mean, we can talk about Postura being perhaps being a bit overrated and maybe being fortunate to be in that job because it's a high-profile job with high expectations for a manager who's never really shown consistency in winning trophies, for example. Mm-hmm. If you look at the appointees that Chelsea have made in recent decades, it's basically been managers that win stuff. That's the reason I'm saying <clears> that. But on the other hand, you've got to think, well, what manager could succeed in that, in that environment what player could succeed mm. in that environment I don't think it's got much chance at all of success when you look at the level that all the other teams are at with some kind of um, coherence about how they go about things mm. Ange Postecoglou didn't come in at Spurs and I know we're only four games in but he didn't come in and go what we need is 42 new players okay. he said okay here's what I've got I'm gonna get on with it. Mm. And it's impossible for Pochetting. We're gonna sell our that.
2: best player and we're still gonna Be do it. Better well. than you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But well done, Forrest, though. Yes. Yes. Uh huh.
4: Well done, Forrest, absolutely.
3: It, it was well. quite quite damning how well Ryan Yates bossed that midfield <laughs> considering yeah. all of Chelsea
2: spending as well. I think I think Forrest are, uh, they're in for a good season. Um when will Chelsea come in for Evan Ferguson?
4: Yes. Sure 120, it's 120 million time. in yeah. January. Yeah. <laughs>
2: i um, only be on the phone right now. You can't keep doing this. Yeah, window so is closed. We, we go to Brighton so 3, Newcastle United 1. Um, Evan Ferguson is only the fourth player to score a Premier League hat-trick. Eight, 18 or younger, Michael Owen, Robbie Fowler and the late Chris Bart Williams.
4: Great for him to get a mention. Yes. Speaking yeah. of the Forest. Absolutely. Legend. Absolutely. Um, it's worth pointing out, the big takeaway for me from this game um, was that since we've rebranded them the Piff Posse, mm. Newcastle United, the form- formerly known as Newcastle United, the artist <laughs> formerly known as Newcastle United haven't won a game. Unlucky. Mm. Unlucky. Tough three, at the top, isn't it? <laughs> three,
5: three defeats in a row.
2: They only yeah. had five all season. Last season, yeah. last season I mean, you, so you, it's you, it's you not, can explain it away with Manchester City crazy into the game at Liverpool and they were very good for, you know... Single goal what? margins in both of those yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. And and also they... You can
5: explain it away by saying that they lost the games they lost. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, <laughs> they, no, no, of course, but I think there's more to it than that,
3: Jim. Yeah, They also I, had moments know. in those, certainly in the Liverpool game, where they, they should have killed it off. Oh, like yeah. that, that's their own uh, thing. Although... I thought this performance of Brighton was probably the like worst in a while actually. Yeah, so I think they this, looked properly destroying it.
2: This one was, was not good. Um but Brighton, Brighton
3: didn't even have to be that good. Yeah, they course. looked
2: no, completely they ordinary. Yeah. yeah, I mean Ferguson's hat trick, I mean it, you know, the second one was, you know, a lovely turn and, and finished, the third one heavily deflected of course, but still. The goals. It, the it second one. Take them away. Yeah. know <laughs> well, what I'm saying though What's your he, problem with he, Evan Ferguson. Nothing at all. Oh, well, well, you I mean, we
4: all know what uh, his problem with Evan Ferguson. You won't I mean, be
3: complaining when the FA come calling. Uh, uh, well. Apparently, he could have represented
4: England. He
2: never had yeah, any intentions to switch yeah. nations. Yeah. I yeah
4: I or as, as Marcus called him on the WhatsApp group this week, scum. That's not true. Mm. <laughs> um, I can read the headline if you want. Um, ever Ferguson is eligible to switch international allegiance to England, but the player has no interest in will represent Republic of Ireland. First think... response from Marcus Speller, scum. That was about something else. Oh, was it? Okay, right. sorry, mate. Do
3: you remember when you warmed to Declan Rice and Jack <laughs> Yeah,
4: <laughs> They saw the error of their
2: ways, didn't yeah. they? Well, the thing is, I mean, with with Ferguson, I don't think anybody in England ever would, knew this and would ever think he flipping well would. I mean, he's... Born in Ireland, very much from there. Yeah, it, would be, yeah. it would be to go the other way.
4: Natural successor of Harry for Harry Kane, then,
2: because Holland won't do it, will he? No, no he'll he'll bastard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, he, no. Um, I, I don't think anybody would have. Uh, he said his dad would have never let him back in the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair.
5: Um, he surely he's fully grown already. Oh he, yeah, the, the, the physical attributes he have he's he a has, are absolutely incredible. I
3: yeah. feel like he's filled out recently in the last year or so. Obviously, he's at an age actually where you do. You sound like notice. his uncle then. Yeah, at a
4: wedding. I thought you filled out. I <laughs> think the, the
2: great thing for 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 Ferguson and Brighton is he, he's so. It's a bit like with. It's very different, sorry. When you have somebody like um, say take Wayne Rooney at Everton, it was always going to be the case that a bigger club were going to come in. Yeah, even though Everton are a massive club and they weren't in the. You know, the, the, the state situation that they are now. There's always going to be the case that another club would come in, here we go, European football, blah, 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 blah. With Ferguson. Now, that may well happen, but with Ferguson and Brighton. He could stay there because it's a lovely old time at Brighton at the moment. It's a club that, are, that are, that's bouncing. They've got European football and they've got quite a glamorous group um, as well in the Europa League, which I think is a good thing. actually. Yeah. and I really think that um, that that he's in a good, he's in a great place right there.
3: I, I don't disagree with any of that, but I would say that we probably have to tilt the talk more towards Brighton's favour in that regard because a club will come in and pay yeah. a lot of money for him because that's what mm-hmm. happens when you're a Bryant. but the th- the difference is it'll be on Brighton's terms, won't it? Yeah, it's, their it's a little bit different from, from young talent being plucked or exciting mm-hmm. talent being plucked mm-hmm. by other clubs. Yeah. Brighton are pretty much in control of that situation. Well, I, actually,
5: mm. does that not de- not depend on when they finish? If they finish outside a European place, that gets a bit harder, doesn't it?
3: No, well, I, just, I, no I, don't, I don't think it changes anything because his ceiling is clearly so high and naturally he's going to have so many people in for him. Like, Genuinely, yeah. Chelsea might even test the waters in, in January yeah. because they're you know, maniacs. But well, if he keeps playing like he's
2: playing, then he'll earn his big move to Saudi Arabia. <laughs>
3: that second goal was so good. I thought it was a keeper fuck up. The first yeah. I, saw I it did as life. well. I yeah. thought. I think that's gone under him. Yeah. But he starts. He he Basically, it's a striker's finish from twenty-five yards. Yeah, yeah. It's a. There's an element of training goal in that. It was yeah. such a it's such a good move. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I. And I, I, Billy I Gilmore. It's. I think it's really cool seeing him. Grow into it because I think Isn't that people it? expected a lot from him quite early on, and you forget how young he is. And well,
2: you can think about Gilmore, obviously, yeah, because you know, got talent, another
3: Chelsea academy prospect, yeah. another one. So, yeah, there yeah.
5: he goes. He didn't exactly thrive at not at Norwich, and it's it's nice to see him, you know, actually look a bit settled and be the player we all hoped he would be.
3: Yeah, well, Norwich was actually quite um setting back a little bit because the season before Norwich had Oliver Skip on loan, and he was brilliant. And then they tried to get well. They got Gilmore in essentially to replace Skip because Skip was now more involved with the first team at Spurs. And Norwich fans by the end were genuinely sick of him. Well, like, this guy, <laughs> yeah, there was, there he's, was a, he's not of useless for so, Christ. Yeah, he's not not as good as people say. He is. Yeah.
4: And you look at and you look at that um, Brighton front sick You know, Pascal Gross. We talk about a lot. Brilliant player. He's been such a great servant for them. Came in for a snip really,
3: and uh, called um, up to the German national team now. Yeah,
4: which is great. Yeah. His age is amazing. Uh, Sonny March, who we talked about as well, has been brilliant. Um, Matoma off the left, he's been great. Um, Jao Pedro played well, and, and then Evan Ferguson that you've talked about. Lovely to see uh, a couple of Marcus's beautiful boys come off the bench as well. Adam Lallana and James Milner both, both picked up, I think, quite cynical bookings as well, which is nice <laughs> to see. Um, and they've got Ansu Fati to come in, yeah. which is incredible to think, really. Yeah, it was, it's great. It's great times for Brighton.
2: Could he derail it?
4: <laughs> he could, he could, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so, unless someone's around when his hamstring snaps and they get slapped in the face by it. Mm. But
2: <laughs> it, it it's a great win for Brighton and uh, another loss for the Piff Posse, gentlemen. I'd like to finish by talking about Major League Soccer or the Major League Soccer, as Phil Neville thinks it's <laughs> called. Use yeah. his proper name. Fizzo, the Fizzo. the Fizinho.
4: Has he been given the nod for the Canadian national team yet? Not yet. Hasn't Happened yet, has it? He must be on manoeuvres surely. What's the yeah. matter with them? He probably doesn't know how to check his voicemail. When you get when you get an opportunity like that and you've got a vacancy in the job, why would you move so slowly? Luke, I, I think they can't afford him. Probably, yeah. High price. <laughs> <That's> probably, yeah. But it needs to be a high price given the state of the Canadian FA. Indeed.
2: Think. Uh, Los Angeles Football Club hosted Inter Miami on the weekend. Inter Miami won three-one. No goals for Messi, but two assists. Um, it was all about the guest list for that game. Yeah. Now, it's not surprising, is it? In Los Angeles, Messi comes to town and the tickets are £350,000 yeah. each or whatever it yeah. was. But I
4: think I think we've all got access here to the guest list. People listening may not have seen it, so I think we should go around the table mm. and you each get to pick the person you'd like to be sat next when to. When you say
2: we've got access? Well, you
4: could see it on Twitter. A lot of people wouldn't have seen it, would they? No. Well, if everyone sent... it... doesn't matter. Right. We're all going to pick someone from yep. the guest list that okay. we'd like to have been sat next to for that game. Right. And we're going to start with me. Okay. Liam Gallagher, <laughs> <laughs> Marcus. Who are you going to
2: pick? Can't come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. Mario Lopez. Yeah, AC Slater. Slater. Why are you yeah. picking Mario Lopez?
5: Why? Why isn't he the first person? Everyone's
2: picking AC yeah. Slater. Actually, though, Jim, and you know, as a sleep-deprived man, this is maybe not a good choice. He still looks about twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, he does. You yeah. Sit next to him. You, I'm going to look Jim, like an old you, fogey. Would
4: you be interested in sitting next to the entirety of Rage Against the Machine, <laughs> <laughs> who, who for I, some reason aren't mentioned? Yeah, just on this list.
5: yeah. Can I? Can I pick a table actually? Because yes. I would quite like to sit with Gerard Butler, mm. Cypress Hill, and Prince Harry. Yeah, <laughs>
2: not you not going for Ed Norton. Uh, yeah, well, hopefully, I'll win the table next to me. Yeah. I go for old Tom Holland, and, and uh, every time um, w- w- you know I spoke to him, I call him Tom Netherlands, <laughs> and it would really amuse me.
3: <laughs> that you would do that. What, what a waste of that <laughs> situation.
2: Yeah. Oh, wait, we're both. We're both
4: asking for a tenor or something. Why we're, we're, we're all both a bit born
2: uh, in Kingston upon Thames, mate. That's the kind of vibe we got down yeah. there. We're
4: okay, all yeah. a bit old for Leonardo DiCaprio, who is listed on the <laughs> list as Leonard DiCaprio. Owen,
2: well, Owen I mean, well, Wilson would be nice just to hit hit him, hear him, because apparently Messi went over to him and his family and like did uh, nice. some autographs and just to hear him go, show her you're the guy yeah. <laughs> you know, that would be quite nice um, like but, Nick Huer that's not like Nick Hewer. no no Nick Hewer sh- should have been there yeah how, what would he have, have said he said oh Messi uh, welcome to Countdown I've always
4: got to go back to the so base the only difference between Owen Wilson yeah. and Nick Hewer is Nick Hewer says Countdown
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, there are a lot of people on that list I don't want to be anywhere near such as Liam Gallagher
4: Okay. Oh, it would be great, yeah. LG, wouldn't he? Why, 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 the
5: story should... would be great. Yeah. I mean, the, the, <laughs> no. the time you had might not be. <laughs> that, that's a, probably a thing.
3: Gerard Butler, bit much. Ed Norton, bit much. I think mm. Gerard Butler. Jason
4: Statham would be nice. Gerard Butler's very lucky to be there, in my view. Yeah, I think so. He, he never, yeah. never done anything. <laughs> I, I'd love the <laughs> idea of Vish sitting next to Liam Gallagher and then Liam Gallagher tweeting about it afterwards, saying, Fucking Guy's next to me. He's just fucking moved.
2: Yeah. Get fu- <laughs> thank, get fucked. thank goodness. All he was going yeah. on about was cricket. Live yeah. forever. AC okay. Slater. <laughs> yeah. oh. There we are. Well, uh, yeah. Get yourself down to LAFC uh, if you've um, got the money and the fame, of course. <laughs> there we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. We're back on Wednesday, of course. Do follow us on X... TikTok, Instagram and YouTube <laughs> at Football Ramble and don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. It is called I Don't Want to Disrespect the Musketeer.
4: No, and you can just pe- for people who do like using X just to let you know um, mm. thanks to the Musketeer if you want to pay a bit of money you can be officially verified now.
2: Yeah, exactly.
5: Yes. And the, you can say
4: anything you want and no one can if, stop. if you've got, you got can money, even, Jim
2: any door will open
5: for yeah. you. You can money monetize your engagement now, can't you? Yeah. Which I think that's going to lead to some really brilliant opinions. <laughs> I can't wait to see how much that improves Listen, the quality of the content. There's a lot of good stuff on X. A lot of good stuff.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Luke. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Thank you, Vish. Thank you. Thank you, Elon. And we'll see you on <laughs> Wednesday. We're
4: living musketeer. is the musketeer.
2: <laughs> Musky bastard. <laughs>